Welcome to the first ever Recreate Wilson podcast. This is episode one for Recreate Wilson, and I'm your host, Braxton Patterson, Programs and Marketing Supervisor for the City of Wilson. I'm really excited to have you on as this is our first ever podcast showcasing Wilson Parks and Recreation. Um, people want to know maybe why we're doing this, and we want to get, use this as another way to get information out to the public here in the city of Wilson, surrounding areas of what we have going on each and every, basically, month. We want to keep you updated on what's going on. We're going to have special people pop in. Like today, we're going to actually actually talk to our director of Parks and Recreation, David Lee, and he's going to provide some updates of what's going on here for the month of September on his end of things and what he does on a daily basis. And then I'm going to provide some program updates here shortly so you can listen in and find out what's going on. We have tons of exciting things. Fall is one of our busiest times of the year from a Parks and Recreation standpoint here in Wilson. As schools come back into gear, we pick up our our activities as well. And that's just not from a youth standpoint, that's from an adult standpoint. With the weather getting a little cooler, people back into a normal routine, that means more events, more programs, more activities for people to do. So let's get started. We're going to first talk about what we have coming up here in September. Um, as the summer's winding down, even though it's still a little hot out there, doesn't mean you know it's going to start cooling off here shortly, but doesn't mean we're not going to stay cooling off from a recreation standpoint. Uh, we have from the let's talk about starting with the youth side of things on the sports side of things. If you have any kids interested, we're still taking registration through early part of September here for youth soccer uh, for ages three to fifteen, NFL flag football for ages five to eight. Wilson City Little League Fall Baseball for rising ages 5 to 12. Youth Girls Fast Pitch Softball for um, 12 and under. So as you see, the athletic side of things are going to be very busy once again. And on, that's on the youth side. From the adult side, we got sports such as kickball, flag football, softball, and soccer starting up. So um, if you ever want a need to get in touch with those guys, first, if you want some information, you can always, for any of our programs, hit www.wilsonnc.org or also follow us on our Facebook page at Wilson Parks and Recreation Department. We post pictures and information and stories on our Instagram page at Wilson Rec and then we also have a Twitter page at Wilson Rec D-E-P-T. So there's three ways to follow us and see what's going on around the city of Wilson from a Parks and Recreation standpoint. Um, from a programs for adults, if you're looking for some, you know, nightly activities or for youth, we have youth boxing over at Reed Street Community Center for ages five and above. Simple cost twenty five dollars if you're a city resident, thirty seven, and that's by month. Thirty seven dollars if you're a non resident, and that's per month. We have a youth gymnastics program here at Recreation Park Center that meets mostly on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, you can either pay for one day or two day. If you're on the recreation side of things, that's for ages five and above. And if you're, you know, your gymnast, gymnastics person gets better and wants to advance more and do more com- competition, then we offer that as well from a team standpoint. Um, we have for adults, we have a lot of fitness classes that pick up here in the fall. In the mornings, we have a lot of seniors at our adult fitness class. 
on Mondays and Wednesdays at Reed Street Community Center and on Tuesday mornings at Recreation Park and that is at 10 o'clock at all those both of those locations. It's only a dollar if you're a city resident, if you're a senior, and two dollars if you're a non-resident. And I also have a line dancing class that meets Thursday mornings here at Recreation Park Center. That is also at 10 a.m. And a lot of the seniors that come to that and they actually, you know, dance on the side for, you know, competitions or shows and things like that. They practice and um, their group is awesome. They have a good time. And both of those programs, the adult fitness program and line dancing is done by Selena Taylor, who does an outstanding job um, giving you a good workout and also teaching the people how to line dance. We have some youth golf clinics that are coming up over at Wedgwood. Um, public golf course they're going to be wednesday nights in september for session one and session two will be in october um, the cost is forty dollars for city resident sixty for non-resident and if you have a youth golfer in mind that wants to learn the game of golf and they're ages seven to sixteen definitely hit us up sign up now um, we do have always a good following in the golf community um, at wedgewood so it's a perfect opportunity to get out there and um, get the kids introduced to the great game of golf. Some other fitness programs that we have from the aquatic side um, that are really going to kick back up here in more October than September because due to our Reed Street pool shuts down for the year because it does, um, becomes winterized, but the recreation park pool will get the bubble that will go over top of it. And we have our aqua zumba class that will take place on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. And then also we have our therapeutic and maximum liquid classes that start at 7 o'clock each day and eight o'clock each day in the morning times at recreation park pool and then we have some monday wednesday friday aqua therapy classes as well and again same price if you're a senior in the city resident it's a dollar two dollars if you're a non-resident if you're under 50 it's two dollars if you're a city resident three dollars if you're a non-resident so very inexpensive and it's by class so that's what's great about a lot of our fitness programs so that's just a couple of things we got going on that'll be you know picking up here in September and October. And when we come back, we're gonna talk with director David Lee um, here shortly and get his opinion and some what's going on on um, Parks and Recreation from his standpoint from the director. Thanks. Okay, we're here with uh, director David Lee, the boss, my boss. Um, hope I don't get fired for doing a podcast on the job. But anyways, <laughs> He's here with us, and uh, we got a lot to talk about on our first podcast, and we'll kind of give an update on what's going on this fall, or what we've done this summer, and um, from the Director's Challenge all the way to uh, what's going on in some of the parks, like at Lake Wilson, Cavalier Park, um, which is now becoming Rotary Park, so on, so on. So, David, thanks for joining um, the first podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Um, David, let's first start about the Director's Challenge. Let's get off to a fun start. <laughs> David, uh, if not many people saw our Facebook and Instagram pages, which is another reason to join. Um, we recently did a Director's Challenge to celebrate Parks and Rec Month, which was in July. And uh, David went through seven different um, challenges, per se, either to as a participant to participate in a certain program to see what it's like to be a participant in that program or to work as one of our workers uh, that helps provide the programs aspect of things and what they go through on a you know nightly basis or daily basis. So um, some of the things David did was driving the train for um, Camp Sunshine Arc Summer Camp. Uh, he helped work on the trail at Lake Wilson. Um, 
doing some raking and trying to drive a bobcat uh, to help, help smooth it out. Um, he helped work at um, Wilson City Little League State Baseball Tournament, and he also um, attended some programs and did some adult senior fitness and some of the Aqua Zumba class that we have. Um, so, David, of the seven things, what would you think was the most challenging that you had to do? Well, the most challenging probably was um, the Zumba class and the and the senior exercise class. Uh, it was a little uncomfortable. I was out of my uh, comfort zone for sure. Uh, the ladies all enjoyed it, especially the Zumba class. And I was going to do one song and then, you know, move on. And then one turned into two and two turned into three. And then some of the ladies were talking a bunch of junk to me and making fun and getting me to work out and stuff. So that was that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, they were, that's a good group, a lot of fun. A lot of fun ladies in that group. With all the challenges, I mean, you even served as a camp counselor for a little bit, uh, working with kids. Um, did it bring back memories uh, of you being a camp counselor when you were younger? Yeah, well, when when I was in school, in college and in high school, you know, I helped run camps in Greenville. And then uh, when I got to working over here, Williams Day Camp was one of, uh, you know, one of the duties, one of the jobs that I had. And, and uh, so that was neat to get back over there one morning and, you know, we did the the Pledge of Allegiance, and I served them breakfast, and played a little four square, played some wiffle ball, and um, you know, just got to be around the kids. Sometimes, you know, with my job now, it's so many meetings and different things that doesn't involve actual kids, which is you know the reason we all get into these jobs for the most part. And um, so I miss out on a lot of that, and so it was good to get back and um, see the kids. They 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 were a lot of fun. I've been personally in Parks and Rec you know for 20 plus years that's a part-time employee and a full-time employee and the main reason was definitely the kids I mean so I, I definitely get that and it never gets old um you know whether you spend 30 minutes working with kids or you know all day doing a program that never has gotten old to me and then the self-fulfillment is always um exciting to be a part of um august is not many people know it is national golf month and we kind of <laughs> extended the director's challenge into august and uh, over at Wedgwood, this Parks and Rec is part of Wedgwood is part of Parks and Rec. It falls under that umbrella. The club pro Brady Penner challenged David Lee to a nine-hole golf match, and David kind of had to tell us how that went. Uh, I hate I hate to talk about that because uh, he's never going to let me forget it. Um, Brady and I have been playing against each other for years, and uh, so he was rather fired up for the match. And I will have to report he chipped in on number seven to shut me out uh, for birdie. And um, his celebration was kind of excessive. They'd have thrown a flag on him. Yeah, they definitely would have. If if NFL or high school or college would have been been flagged for excessive celebration and been the 15-yard penalty. And and he's called me every day since to remind me that he whooped me on camera. So there's always going to be that film out there. So, But it was a lot of fun. And... uh, you know, Wedgwood's just uh, had a good year. You know, we had some bad weather in March and April that kind of um, held us back in early spring and stuff, but we've had a great year. He's got the uh, junior program just kicking out there. Uh, he's got 50 or 60 of them in junior programs. We have junior leagues. We have teams now that go play at different courses. He's got a lot of them in the lessons. Um, the adults are taking a lot of lessons. Our rounds were, uh, were, were up this year. 
And so we just had a great year out there. And then, you know, we just hosted the Wilson Cup out there last weekend. And the county tournament is uh, the weekend after Labor Day. And then two weeks after that is the uh, second annual two-man tournament out at uh, Wedgwood. So there's a lot of good stuff going on out there. And it's always pretty much easy to get around out there. I mean, to go just say, hey, I'm going out to Wedgwood today. And most days, you know, you won't have any problems now. The only problem I think you ever run into is some people it's overcrowded at times and that's not, it's, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. I mean, that's how well, you know, respected Wedgwood is in Eastern North Carolina from a golf course standpoint. And wouldn't you agree, David? Yeah. I mean, you could, for a public golf course, you can't beat it. No, you can't beat it. Um, it's fun golf course to play. The prices are, are, are good. And the thing is, you know, some people say, oh man, it's crowded out there, whatever. But, um, you go play pretty much at any time, even on the weekends, and when you're done, it's four hours. It's that kind of golf course. It's not one that, you know, there are other golf courses you can play that, that are, uh, it can be nobody out there, and it's still four hours and 45 minutes or five-hour round. Wedgwood, you're going to be done right around four hours, if not before. I mean, me and my buddies get around there when we play in three and a half most of the time. Um, so but it's a lot of fun. It's 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 a good scoring course. So you feel good about yourself. Um, but they can set it up for like these tournaments that we have that can be pretty nasty too. And um, so it's 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 a lot of lot of versatility to it out there. One one thing I think it's going to affect scores out there that not many people know about is the land that's next to Wedgwood has uh, recently had the timber taken off. So now it's kind of open air around the second front nine, second, third, and fourth holes there which is going to, especially as the winds pick up on a windy day, it's going to be really tough to play. So you're getting some more challenge now from Mother Nature that <laughs> yeah. you used to, I actually didn't you know, realize from. So that's um, going to be an advantage to the golfers. All right, David, let's, let's um, switch gears and let's talk about some of the parks update, the park side of things. Um, obviously, there's some changes going on at Cavalier, which now is going to become Rotary Park. And then we've just had some changes on a recreation standpoint. Um, in the parks side of things at Lake Wilson. So let's start with Lake Wilson. Um, tell us about the updates that have gone on at Lake Wilson that's open now. Well, uh, probably about a month and a half ago, we completed a bridge on the backside. Um, I think it's a thousand foot. Um, it goes around the backside of the, uh, uh, the water now. Um, you can, there's a two mile walk now, two mile walking trail all the way around Lake Wilson. Uh, so it's getting used like crazy. I went out there, I think it was the Tuesday after we opened up and there was 48 cars out there on a Tuesday night at eight o'clock. So, I mean, just people walking, families, couples, um, getting some exercise in. I'm getting hit up all around town, you know, that thank you for what y'all have done out there at Lake Wilson, um, for the bridge and stuff. My wife is getting people telling her to, you know, thank you, thanks for the bridge and stuff. Um, there's people that never walked before or out there walking it. Um, so it's a, it's a great uh, walk. The back side of Lake Wilson, as I tell everybody, is the um, prettiest place in, in town. That's the prettiest view in town looking back across the water. Um, we do have some plans, uh, hopefully for the future, work on the entrance and over there to the right with parking and stuff. Um, you know, we're, st we're just getting into that, so hopefully that'll work out. But it's going to be a great... Um, kind of uh, nature-based park, you know, uh, what they call passive uh, recreation kind of a park. And it's something we've been missing. Um, the trails and stuff, we've got a big emphasis on that. 
um, in different parks right now. Right now, and uh, you know, it's, it's it's a popular thing that uh, folks folks use quite a lot. To be honest, and that's not even including the uh, kayak ramp. A lot of right. people are using the um, the, the boat ramp, uh, doing some fishing. Uh, you know, minor minor boating. You can't go in there and ski or anything, but you can go in there and basically troll for fishing. Right. And then you can also, with the kayak ramp, is is um handicap accessible, handicap accessible. Um, so you can anyone can go in there and use their kayak. Um, and have it launch into the water there. And I've seen a lot of people post a lot of pictures on social media taking their kayak all the way to the bridge, new bridge, mm. and going under it. Um, so uh, I think people are not just only like walking under it, they also like to kayak over there by that area too. So Yeah, don't forget the disc golf course on the back side of it too. You yep. know, we moved that probably six, seven years ago from Toys Knot. I moved that over to Lake Wilson, and uh, lo and behold, it's one of the most respected disc golf courses in eastern, eastern North Carolina. I'm not a disc golf guy, but uh, it gets rave reviews and people come from out of town and stuff to play it and stuff. So it's just going to get more and more use out there as that park gets Definitely. Familiar. And the people out here, disc golfers, talk about how many discs they lose because of the water water <laughs> challenges, you know. So, I mean, definitely it's not the, I wouldn't say it's your uh, run-the-mill easy course either, So, but it's not uh, over-the-top challenging either, but it has its moments um, in there. So um, the other thing, David, le- leading into um, – people walking trails let's talk about the new rotary park which is not really new per se location wise um it's now cavalier terrace has now become rotary park and who knew 20 years ago this land that just kind of filled some soccer games and some other activities is turned into it's going to be turning this awesome park that's coming up yeah well um you know the city bought um the land from the um county and the school system about uh, eight years ago um, you know we've played many a soccer game many a soccer practice out there through the years uh, you know and we put in a walking trails one of the first things actually we did when I became the director was uh, the mayor had a suggestion that we needed a good walking trail there so we put that in that's been really popular um, but we've always knew that you know once we owned land that we should we could do more with it and there's just you know so many things you can do with a perfect piece of land like that these days and um especially right in the middle of town yeah oh yeah so we we, we put um a plan together um that you know takes those two you know those fields have never been drained they've never been irrigated they've never been graded um so you know there's gonna be such a big improvement to just the uh two multi-purpose fields or the soccer fields that we're gonna have out there um we're putting a shelter up redoing the bathrooms, um, some new bathrooms. Uh, we're gonna have three pickleball courts, which you know, if people are just starting to figure out what pickleball is, it's only the fastest growing racket sport in you know, uh, the United States, especially when I explain it to people, I, I say it's be like if you could play ping pong and stand on the table. And uh, you know, it's for all ages. I'm sure we're gonna have all kind of, you know, programs and tournaments with that once we get it open. Um, the walking trail, concrete walking trail is going to have uh, lights. They're going to come on in the morning, you know, for whoever's walking early. Um, and then they're going to be on timers and obviously go off when the sun comes up. And then they're going to come on at night and go off at a certain time, too. So that, that's going, they're just going to light just the walking trail. 
Uh, we're going to have a playground for five and unders, um, five-year-olds and unders. It's, you know, kind of a, it's not going to be a major playground by any means, but it's going to be a playground to when whoever's playing at soccer or whatever sport we have out there, their younger um, brother or sister can go there and play some. Or if you got um, a stroller, because yeah. uh, we don't really have a place for a walking area for strollers, and that's one thing. I have young kids, and I know I'm going to appreciate when it's done. Um, I know my wife and daughter are definitely going to take advantage of it. And with the under-five playground, you can't beat that. Because, right. um, I mean, most places, yeah, you can walk, take it on crush and run. Like, I took a stroll out to Lake Wilson. And, yeah, for the most part, you can take a stroller out there, but you can't just, you know, it has this small areas where it's kind of tougher to push through where now you have a smooth area with, a, like, a stroller and, or handicap accessible area, too. Yeah, well, what what you can't do these days like you could do in years past is when you build something in a park or, you know, the upgrade we did out at Gillette or whatever, it, they have to be ADA accessible now. And um, so, you know, that's a big part of it. Um this will, you know, this will be, this will be, a, when we got the grant, you know, what we had talked about was we got a $375,000 grant from the state, and during the meeting when they were deciding who gets awarded the grants and stuff, one of the things they mentioned was that we were changing and making the park accessible to everybody, so that was a big, you know, bonus um, for us. Uh, another thing was the Rotary Club and the hundred thousand dollars they donated to the project. Um, that is huge. Um, you know, it was mentioned during the uh, meeting when they were awarding the grants that it's the biggest um, civic contribution that they knew of in the state. So our hats are definitely off to the Rotary Club and um, and uh, you know backing the project and stuff. It's just gonna be it's just gonna be a great um, project. I can't wait for it to get done. You know, I know some folks have a hard time seeing it and it's a change and, uh, you know, they don't might not like change or whatever, but you're going to drive by there every day. It's going to be green. It's going to be pretty. You know, um, we're going to have people out there. It's going to be a nice shelter in the middle. There's going to be all kind of new programs we can run and new special events we can host out there. I know they're already talking about senior games out there in the next couple of years. And um, you know the walk is just going to be phenomenal. So um, it's going to be it's going to be big time. I'm I'm very 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 excited. I've been wanting to do this project for a lot of years. Um, tell us about any you know, not people don't know from a parks and rec standpoint that they you know the old way is like hey let's roll a ball out into a gym. You know we've we've gone from <laughs> from that perception to hey we run very I won't say competitive but you know it is kind of become that and it's not tra travel sports but you know you're trying to preach you know good sportsmanship and the right way to play in a competitive atmosphere we try to do that with a lot of our athletics but what it's led to with us in our facilities is led to travel travel events coming oh. that next step coming and a lot of people have probably noticed over the years you know soccer tournaments or certain teams being in town but what has led to David explain more what's led to especially from a Gillette standpoint a lot of people don't know about that all the improvements that's happened at Gillette it's amazing that we get these people right here in the city of Wilson that don't even know what's going on and yeah. you know kind of explain that to us well 10 years nine years ago we hosted the USYS regional um tournament soccer tournament and we kind of didn't know what we were getting into and we knew we had a great facility with six fields out at Gillette and you know we 
we apparently did pretty good hosting it because they, they've come back and they've come back every year and they bring people to town and they, you know, I think one year it was like 39 out of 50 states were in Wilson playing soccer, which is crazy. That's not even including the college coaches right. from every university, even the University yeah. of Hawaii was a year. And um, so we've grown and grown with that and we've gotten to the point now that, um, you know, we're, we're a destination to come play soccer and baseball for that matter. And uh, it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And what it's done is it's supported our businesses, our hotels, our gas stations, um, you know, our restaurants and stuff. And folks, folks are feeling the impact of that. We've averaged over $3.5 million in tourism um, money here in the last, I think, four years in a row. And it's just getting more and more. We've added a couple of tournaments. You know, we just had a new one this past weekend out at Gillette, the uh, another regional for USYS. And we just keep adding them. Um, we're almost booked up, to be honest with you. There's so many, you know, um, uh, events that want to come. But what it's done is it's added a sense of pride to, to you know, Wilson. And, and folks enjoy coming to Wilson. Um, we hear stories all the time about folks out to eat and Wilson people buying their dinner or welcoming them to to our town and, um, you know, just friendly stuff like that. And they recognize that it's a good thing for Wilson, getting people to come to town. And then, you know, everybody likes to hear their relatives. we got a cousin that came to Wilson and played and had a good good uh, soccer tournament, good baseball tournament, enjoyed our town. You know, everybody likes to hear that. So. It's just kind of piled on top of each other. And then we've gotten to the point where this past year we went back and fixed some um, drainage issues out at um, Gillette uh, with the soccer. We added, we fixed some accessibility issues. We added two new turf fields. And, you know, we did all, that all through the hotel tax. Uh, we get a percentage of that. And it helps pay for, um, you know, capital projects that are tourism-based. So... It's all kind of building on top of each other, and uh, we just got more good things coming. And um, you know, and it's good for for us to hear. And I mean, I hear it all the time. And I'm sure everybody else does when they're out around town. Um, the pride people are taking into it, and the, how they're noticing, you know, what Parks and Recreation is doing for our town. And you know, that's one of the things about Cavalier that's going to be so great. You know, think about how many times you drive by there a day, probably, and now. You're gonna drive by there, and you can see a sprinkler going with green grass, and people walking, and and uh, it's just gonna be a pretty, you know, pretty park that you can see from the road and kind of, you know, make you feel better about your town. So. Here's something to make Wilson people feel better. For years, when I was on the athletic side, running little league baseball tournaments, and people would come to Gillette to play at the little league baseball stadium. For years, I mean, there were people like from Durham, Charlotte. Uh, Raleigh, Chapel Hill, Greensburg, the large, bigger mountains. cities, mountains, and they're like, "How did you guys get this? You know, how did I, I mean, how do y'all play this? Every, I mean, do your kids play here every day? Or is it just like travel? It's like, no, our kids, our kids get to play here. So, I mean, that's the great thing. And then you hear about our kids going elsewhere and kind of complaining about other facilities. So, um, I mean, we we yeah, we've spoiled our kids, but and it's a, the, it's thing, a great thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great thing. So. Um, you know, they get some of the best facilities that they'll ever face. And, I mean, I hear kids aging out, you know, that are playing in the high school levels that, hey, like, you know, the best, their favorite place to play was 
um, Southern Bank Stadium at Gillette, the Little League Baseball Stadium. That was the best field they ever played on. And um, you've had people play in the minors come and look at the field, and they're like, I, I played in double A and single A, and this field don't look this good. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's, that's the sense, you know, that people around Wilson definitely need to know about, that, you know, people from other areas are definitely, I don't want to use the word jealous, but they're definitely, you know, are in the wow factor of what we do have here. So, yeah, and this is a credit to you know our leaders, um, our bosses, city our council, council yeah. city council Definitely. leaders, um, our community leaders that support it. Um, you know all the folks that volunteer to help put all this stuff on. The folks in WYSA, the leaders in that, folks that are with Little League and leaders in that, and you know it all starts with um, doing a good job with what you got, and then uh, you know the community buying into it. But we've been very fortunate with our council and mayor and. And our ball and our managers and stuff that that they know how important um, those things are for our kids and for our economy around here. Because I mean, it doesn't hurt having you know ninety to a hundred teams coming in town from Friday to Sunday and spending money and spending the night and buying gas and buying food and uh, enjoying our town. Exactly, exactly. Well, David, is there anything else you want to touch on before we we end it here? Uh, no, I just can't believe that now we're doing podcasts. We've, we've gone from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram to, to, Instagram, to, to podcast, uh, There'll to be Snapchat. Yeah. Now we're doing podcasts. So it's kind of yep. cool. Yep. Um, you know, it's, 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 it just shows how things are evolving. And, um, I just wish, thank you for everybody's support through the years and we're going to keep on getting after it and, um, and hopefully being a source of pride for, uh, city of Wilson. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, last couple of things. Don't forget to check out our website, uh, wilsonnc.org. Type in the search bar or whatever you're looking for from our program standpoint or event. We do have uh, on our Facebook page, we do list our events, uh, what we have going on, such as Halloween Safe Night. That'll be on Halloween night at Reed Street Park. And our Zoom in the Parks, we have a couple, one in September on the 18th at 6 o'clock. And then we have one in October on October 9th. And we're also trying to plan a couple other events um, over at the Whirly Gig Park. So we didn't even really mention the Whirly Gig Park. Make sure you hit up that downtown. Um, the folks over there love seeing the different visitors from all over, but they also see the, lo um, the local um, flavor too, especially when they have events. So come out and join us in any of our parks. Join us in any of our programs. And if you, know, you need a phone number to call, you can always dial 399-2266 or 399-2277, and someone there can at least direct you on what you're looking for. Again, thanks for joining our first podcast, and we hopefully uh, we'll see you next month.